Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's a common thread this week uh, to some of our sound cuts that we have um, that we noticed in the newsroom. I, I had a. Um, I heard a word mentioned numerous times, a word that I don't ever hear in in the newsroom, and I never hear it in a political sense. And it kind of was hit a jarring note with me and with my new partner, who you're about to meet, and see if you can guess what that word might be on the other side of the intro. This is Newsbite. I want to restore the soul of this country. Explain how you believe the President of the United States is eating people's souls. That's what I believe. This president shapes those around him, pulls in weaker souls, and he does it. I've seen him. It's happened to me. But now the former director seems to be acting as a partisan pundit and earning speaking fees while speculating about the strength of my character and the fate of my immortal soul. It's all about Did a memo go out, Ben Parker, to everybody that this was going to be Soul Week I, on the political I campaign trail? I didn't know if I was in a seafood restaurant or a shoe store, uh, because that's the that's the place I normally hear Soul quite a bit. Can I get the baked Soul, please? <laughs> I'm I'm Nancy Shack, and I have a a new partner this week. And moving forward, I'd like everybody to meet um, a fellow compatriot in the WBZ News Radio Boston newsroom. Anchorman extraordinaire Ben Parker. Anchorman. I'm like Ron Burgundy. Very much. Only not. Very much. <laughs> I Ron. Um, as a matter of fact, Ben Ben is an extremely experienced news reporter and anchor. You've been in it, I don't want to make you feel old, but decades, right? Decades. Um, I've been in radio for a long time. I've been in news for almost as long a time, and yeah, I'm still here, so I guess that's that's good. It yes. is. It's very good. It's good for us, good for me. And we've worked we together to before many we times, have. so now we're going to have some fun with Newsbite. That's we are. what it's going to be. It are. And everybody this week, um, for some reason, was very concerned with souls. I don't. It's. I'm always suspicious when I hear an odd word repeated over and over and over again by various different people, and, and not just uh, individuals' souls, uh, the soul of the country, uh, other people's souls, yeah. their own soul, everybody's yeah. soul. I'd still yeah. want the baked soul, but nobody's been <laughs> but, bringing me that. No, you poor guy. I know you're starving. Mm. We'll get out. It's, it's dinner time. Just in case anybody was wondering. Um, but it, it all started with former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, whose campaign slogan. Um, is what restoring the soul of America, or I'm fighting for America's soul. Something about souls. Is that a catchphrase or a slogan? Because sometimes they'll they'll wheel out a, an actual slogan, and then sometimes there'll be various uh, 
incarnations of things they want to kind of press. So I don't know if they, I don't know if that's going on a hat or if that's just one of the catchphrases we'll use. You know, I don't know either, except that he's using it over and over again. And I'm pretty sure every interview he does, it's in there. And you heard it in the intro. And we'll play it. We'll play it real quickly. So just to make sure everybody knows, you know, I, I'm not fibbing. This is what the guy's been doing. I want to restore the soul of this country. There you go. There he is. I want to restore. The, I, first of all, I didn't know we lost our soul, but okay. I, if he wants to do that, I'm I'm down with it. You know, it's an interesting choice of words. Yeah, I don't think he can attack um, his opponent, the current administration, really on the economy, which is usually the big, the big uh, pushing point in any presidential campaign. So he's decided to make this a moral campaign, and he wants to restore our soul. I wonder if, uh, and, and politicians and their handlers and the people who design their campaigns. Um, kind of come up with ideas. Hey, we, this is something we got to hit. So I'm wondering mm. if, if this is the uh, something we've got to hit de jour, because a lot of people use the word soul in, in the last week or so. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it'll fade away year. and there'll be another catchphrase. Yeah, you can go a year without hearing anybody on the campaign trail on talking radio, on CNN, Fox News. In our newsroom, you can go a year without hearing the word soul. And this week... I heard it three or four times. Because, and, because then by the time we get to uh, primary season, the debates, the different things, nobody might mention soul because there are just these catchphrases that uh, political campaigns grab a hold of. Mm. And it's not just political campaigns because we had Jim Comey uh, that yes. was uh, with soul. In the intro. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, so it's not just the political campaigns, but I don't know if that's the word of the day. I mean, we're all familiar with what a soul is outside of the the, the fish that we mentioned yes. in the bottom of your feet. Yes. But I it, it may just be the word that's uh, circulating these days. And but who are... started and whose idea was it? That That's what strikes me, because when you have an anomaly like this, it comes from somewhere. And people don't just pick it up for the hell of it. It's like there's a meeting. We weren't invited to it. There was a meeting about this is what we need to do. And, and just in case, well, we'll play more of what happened. Uh, the former FBI director, Jim Comey, you know, he of the— um, uh, Hillary uh, didn't mean to do harm but was very negligent in her— and her emails, which he announced just before the election, as if that wouldn't have an effect on the election. Um, he has been um, he's been out on the road selling a book and he took part in a CNN town hall with Anderson Cooper, um, where he appears uh, to take uh, take aim at the Mueller report. And in, in this is one of the things that Anderson was talking to him about. And he also uh, referenced a New York Times op-ed piece he wrote um, a few days before in which he said the president eats people's souls. Um, And Anderson Cooper, obviously, as a good reporter would do, asked him about it. Explain how you believe the president of the United States is eating people's souls and how that that process takes place. Yeah, and and I, I... It doesn't make me happy to write that, but it's what I believe. This president, because he is an amoral leader, shapes those around him. And that shaping sometimes pushes out someone who is a strong person of integrity, who stands up and says, not going to have it. But far more often, it shapes and bends and pulls in weaker souls. And he does it. I've seen him. It's happened to me. This sounds like a horror movie, by the way. He eats people's souls. I think I saw that movie once. It was a B movie, but uh, yeah, I don't. Oh I don't my know. god! It's yeah. It, it, I hadn't thought of it in those terms, but that's exactly what he sounds like. Mm. And you know who took offense to this? 
I mean, huge. I mean, obviously, the, my, my guess is, I don't know, but my guess is the president was not really pleased to be called a soul eater. But Rod Rosenstein, former assistant attorney general, um, took this personally as if, in fact, uh, Jim Comey was saying that he was one of the weak-willed people and it was his soul that, uh, that was being eaten. So I do not blame the former director for being angry. I would be, too, if I were in his shoes. But now the former director seems to be acting as a partisan pundit, selling books and earning speaking fees while speculating about the strength of my character and the fate of my immortal soul. I kid you not. That is disappointing. Speculating about souls is not a job for police and prosecutors. I do agree with that. I don't know if speculating about souls is necessarily a job for anybody. Well, except for maybe the pastor of my church. I'm, I'm happy to have him speculate about it and deal with me on it. But I don't want the president talking about my soul. I don't want the former vice president dealing with my soul. And I don't want the former FBI director or an attorney general telling me about my soul. That's a personal thing between me and, my, me and the church I go to if I go to a church. And it's like, wow, really? What the hell is going on here? I found it uh, interesting that uh, Rosenstein uh, mentioned uh, walk in his shoes. I thought that's where he was going with the soul. If, <laughs> if you want to walk in my shoes, you got to walk on my soul or whatever it is. That's a good point, actually. Mm. The, um, the, the thing is that, uh, like I mentioned before, earlier this month, uh, Comey had written a New York Times uh, op-ed piece titled How Trumped Co-ops Leaders Like Bill Barr. Uh, now, Bill Barr is the guy who ultimately made the decision not to charge Trump. And Rosenstein also got caught up in that whole um, dust-up. Uh, and Comey, uh, when he's doing these interviews this past week with his book, has said that Trump would have faced charges if he hadn't been the president, which came out of the blue for a lot of people. I don't know the truth of it or not. I honestly don't. Um, but this is what the former FBI director is saying. He wrote in his op-ed piece, Accomplished people lacking inner strength can't resist the compromises necessary to survive Mr. Trump, and that adds up to something they will never recover from. It takes character like Mr. Mattis's to avoid the damage because Mr. Trump eats your soul in small bites. And then the piece cited a speech and, and the resignation letter from Rosenstein that had heaped praise on the president who had, um, you know, attacked the intelligence community just prior to that. And he um also, Comey also retweeted an image of Rosenstein, who was still deputy attorney general at the time. Um, you know, and so there's this huge thing going on between Rosenstein and Comey. And, you know, Comey's come out going, how could Rod Rosenstein um, detail, you know, be nice to Mr. Trump after Mr. Trump's been mean to him? How could he? It's this huge fight that's going on, but it's going on on a public stage in front of us. And they're dragging and they're dragging in um they're dragging in the president, and I don't know if Vice President Biden is ca- trying to capitalize on that or not. I, I, I don't know why this keeps coming back to me, but I keep thinking, in theaters, this is something. <laughs> he eats your soul in small bites. That's exactly, I mean, it's very descriptive. Very strange. I mean, he's, it is very strange. Um, so, but with all this, you know, this, I guess we can call it the soul smackdown. It's I guess happening. you're appealing to a certain demographic, and whether it's uh, Joe Biden or James Comey or whoever is, uh, you know, worried about my soul, your soul, souls yeah. of my feet, whatever. Yeah. Um, they're they're shooting that not at the broader base, but at their 
their their core base, the people yeah. who are going to agree yeah. with that. And and clearly, they're not looking to to persuade people; they're looking to make people feel good. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. matter who the politician is or who the person saying it is, or even what they're saying. Look, you could say uh, anything about your opponent because you're aiming towards the base. And you can say that uh, your opponent uh, or the person you don't like uh, eats children, eats uh, small uh, small woodland creatures, or eats your soul. It doesn't matter because the, the people who agree with you are all nodding their head anyway. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes, of course. He eats souls in small bites. Why would you eat them in big bites? That would be silly. One of the things that's amazed me from, and why I'm a little bit gobsmacked about it is this was the former FBI director, and he's out there giving horror headlines. You know, from from movies. He's selling books. Come on. He is. You know, when he's not posting about his contemplative nature walks, he's been, you know, making these hits at at people. And he's been. Have you seen some of the tweets he's been sending out with woodland forest creatures? I mean, just like I mean, it's just it's odd. It's By just the an way, odd week. Just so you know, yeah. when I start to promote the book that I write, yes, um, I will tell people about you eating my soul if it sells. Okay, books. all right, no problem at I, all. I don't have a problem with that, Ben. And by the way, speaking You're of welcome. You know, we're spe- speaking of people who are speaking to their base, yeah. we we should talk about President Trump because oh yes, we have to. This I, week he was on fire. And in all fairness, yeah. every politician, you know, speaks to their base. He if does. they're going to a rally, they're going to say the things that the rally people want. But it was he was in Louisiana, and it was very yeah, interesting. It was, and we we have a whole bunch of those because we have to go into them. You have to remember that the president effectively um, gotten rid of his competition in the last election by giving them nicknames. Remember the cute little nicknames he had, like Low Energy Jeb Bush and Lion Ted Cruz, and he 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 likes to belittle his opponents. Well, there are 24 Democratic candidates out there now um, in the race, and the president has already targeted um, what he views, my guess, is are the highest level members of the primary field, um, and he's been giving them nicknames. And it's it's been – he's doing it in Twitter, and he's doing it like Ben um, was mentioning in, in rallies as well. And the first – his first one that he went after was Joe Biden, and that was to me uh, – a sure sign that Joe Biden's doing well because he's the first one really that the president went after. I don't know what the hell happened to Biden. What happened to him? I'm looking. I said, that doesn't look like the guy I knew. What happened to him? And Bernie, you know, Bernie's crazy. Bernie's crazy. But Bernie's got a lot more energy than Biden, so you never know. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe Sleepy Biden. Sleepy Joe and crazy, uh, crazy, crazy Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, he's got have nicknames for everybody by the time this is done. He of does. course, he's already. I would like a nickname. He's already gone down the Can path I have a little a bit with. Of course, I have to meet the president to get a nickname. I suppose. You, you want to be crazy, or no. you want to be sleepy? I'm hoping to have dopey. A, we maybe. can just go through all the seven I could be dwarfs. Dopey. Yeah. Problem well, is, we have we have 22 or so candidates for for uh, so 24 he's got, now. Yeah. There's 24 with De Blasio. So the president in. can't use just uh, well, nobody can use just the uh, the seven dwarfs nicknames because you'd be way short still. So we'll have to yeah. come up with some other ones. That and I, I, he's the guy to do it. I mean, Trump and Biden have been feuding since a vice president said last year that he would have beat the hell out of Trump. If they had gone to high school together, that was um, and ever since then, the president has really gone out of his way to give unpleasant monikers to the former the former vice president. Um, but, you know, he's between the tweeting and the and the speeches. He's he's having a blast with this. And like you said, he also went after Bernie, who I didn't think he particularly disliked. I don't think he and Bernie. I mean, Bernie says that he's. He's, you know, a bad president, but I don't think Bernie's ever attacked him personally, has he? Let me, let me, let me see how uh, Trump feels about Bernie. Bernie, you know, Bernie's crazy. Bernie's crazy. But Bernie's got a lot more energy than Biden, so you never know. 
No, no, Bernie's got a lot of energy. But it's energy to get rid of your jobs. He's got the opposite energy that you produce. It should be pointed out that he was at an energy plant when he made those comments. But Thank you. Yeah. Yes, because I'm like, that's kind of odd, yeah. but okay. The energy to get rid of your jobs. And of course, Trump's so Bernie's been... the energy bunny. He's the anti-energy bunny because he... he's going to take away the energy bunny's he job. keep going? I guess he does keep going. Um, and he's ranking, uh, he, he consistently ranks in the top of the national and statewide primary polls. Um, but he is behind Biden right now, who had just recently launched his campaign. But yeah, um, so we have Crazy Bernie, we have Sleepy Joe, and then I believe he went after the Indiana mayor. Pete, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Well, I think more importantly is how does uh, President Trump pronounce his name? I okay. got Boot Edge Edge. I got them all. I got Beto. Beto. Beto's falling fast. What the hell happened? Remember about four, four weeks ago, he said, I was made for this. He was made for it. He was made to fall like a rock. And Beto's falling like a rock, and it's Boot Edge Edge, which is close, by the way, because it's Buttigieg Edge. Is that, it's pronounce it again Buttig- for me? Buttig- Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Thank Buttigieg. you. You're the so, first person I've known that could do it, that. It's just that Trump uh, decided to, to be, you know, as he, he, as he would be, like a rock, uh, yeah. as he would be to make fun of uh, boot edge edge. Well, but he, he also compared him to Alfred E. Newman, you know, the gap-toothed, red-haired, big-eared kid who was on the cover of Mad Magazine for 20 years. And you know what uh, Buttigieg said to that? He shrugged it off saying he had, he had to Google what that was because it was a generational thing. Nice slam to a president in his 70s. Nice. Well done. Well done, Pete. That's all I got to say. But Beto, he, Beto is falling fast in the polls. He's right. I mean, falling like a rock, actually. Like a but, rock, yeah. But he's not doing that well. There's a lot. I mean, the problem is there's so many rocks in this pond. And, and eventually, yeah. and we, because we're not there yet, as you know, because we've been through enough elections together, uh, and this is not an endorsement or, or a criticism no. of any of the candidates. No. The, the point is that there's 24 candidates uh, and who knows? There could be more by the time people even hear this, or there could be less. Yeah. That they'll they'll weed away, so you'll end up yeah. with all the rocks that are falling. Yeah. will leave way for the four or five or six you know feathers to float. I suppose. I think you know that you're doing well in the polls when the president goes after you. I mean, he's he's done a few things about on Elizabeth Warren, you know, on her heritage. He's done. Um, he's made a few cracks about uh, Kamala Harris. I don't think he's assigned her a nickname yet. Cory Booker. Amy Klobuchar, and I think most recently he did go after uh, New York Mayor uh, de Blasio, but he hasn't focused on them the way he focused on these guys. I think he's not going to, well, who knows, he'll bring up some of these people if they become threats, and just like uh, so too will other candidates bring up their opponents if they become threats. Uh, You know, de Blasio at this point, who just recently entered the race, uh, doesn't look like somebody who's going to pose a threat. No. Um, and, And clearly Biden and Sanders... And, and maybe to a degree, uh, a few of the others, including Elizabeth Warren, are the closest threats to yeah. him. Yeah. Because he does not believe that, and probably rightfully so, that uh, de Blasio is going to be the, the nominee. You try to bust down the person you think is going to be the nominee or the ones likely to be the yeah. nominee. And he, he just exudes um, – he doesn't exude gravitas. Let me put it to you that way. He's, he's kind of like P.T. Barnum at these rallies, but that's what his base wants and that's what he does. And he's completely full of self-confidence, which is, I think, what won him the election to begin with. And in particular, there was a cut that he did about what a debate would be like, how he would win a debate um, when he gets to the campaign trail. And that, to me, 
was so um, vintage or, you know, iconic. Um, it's cut number five, I believe. Um, it's just so completely, um, typically Trump, I think. Well, I, I, the thing I like about this cut, and, and not because of, of Trump saying it, I like the idea of like a, a one-minute debate because that's what President Trump's pretty much saying. I could go, Well, that would actually cover my attention span. It's not going to take yeah, long. Yeah, that, that would be good. Right. So I would, I would not be. I'm on the debate stage and we start talking. And I say, well, you know, we have the lowest rate ever for African-American, for Asian, for Hispanic. All I have to do is say that and walk off the stage. I guess you win the debate. Who's going to beat you on that? He's talking about unemployment, obviously, yeah. there. But yeah, he basically says if I come on the stage and say what the unemployment rate is and how things are going, uh, I can just walk off the stage. And, and again, uh, not, not because of, of, of the candidate saying it per se, but wow, how, yeah. how great would it be to watch a one-minute debate? Okay, here's what happened. Yeah, no, perfect for us, perfect for sound bites, you know, yeah. in, in the newsroom. It make our job so much easier. We imagine they walk on the stage at CNN or Fox, all of the, whoever's in the debate, and, and it doesn't in matter. Elevators, who, it's an elevator pitch. They all can only do an elevator pitch. And they, yeah. And they just say, all right, here's the rules of the uh, CNN debate. Uh, you all have uh, seven seconds to talk, and then we'll go to commercial, and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> He did. He the president did take a whack at um, a big liberal push recently for the new Green Deal. But what I don't understand is why he did, because it was knocked out like two weeks ago. It failed in Congress two weeks ago, but he felt compelled to mention it at the same rally. The Green New Deal. Everybody go home. You just lost your jobs. The Green New Deal is that's a hoax like the hoax I just went through. Okay, uh, so two birds with one stone there. The the hoax, meaning my guess is the Mueller investigation. Uh, yeah, the Mueller investigation, and then uh, and New Deal. He, as you said, he's at an energy plant. Right. And but the thing is, the New Deal was was voted down by Congress two weeks ago, so it's no longer a threat to anybody until the next Congress if they want to bring it back. But it's going to be brought up by the candidates, the ones yes. who back it, and yes. uh, things things like that. So yeah. so I, I, he's just kind of keeping the opposition to to it alive, yes. even though maybe it's not alive itself. And again, as it doesn't matter, you can pick it from either side of the political aisle. You can pick whether it's uh, you know a conservative, a liberal. It doesn't matter. They're they're going to speak to the people that they. Are trying to reach. Your Trump base. is not trying to reach yeah. uh, necessarily supporters of Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's not trying to be, reach supporters of Trump. I mean, and he'll do not, that when it gets to the general. He's not telling them he's maybe. watching their souls either, well, which is know. you know, which I, I appreciated in this particular case because one more person told me about my soul is going to go okay. Who's running against you? I like my soul uh, grilled with, with a little yes. bit of lemon and some tartar sauce, yes. I know. As we go forward and we do more of these and we have yeah. fun and we, we joke around about different yeah. things, um, there's so many yeah. sound cuts in the course of week. Yeah. And by the way, they, this is this is our first show together. Yeah. They're not all politicians. No. They're not all about politics or, or the, the election. Uh, sometimes is, gives us a lot Hollywood of great Hollywood does. Sometimes yes. just regular folk can yeah. give you a, a, an interesting on sound the street. cut. Yeah. yeah, you never know. The man on the street is also can be worldly wise and give you something going, did he just say that? Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you want to reach Ben or I, you can reach us on Twitter at NewsBite3. You can also reach us on Facebook at NewsBite, and that's N-E-W-S-B-Y-T-E. Feel free to drop us a line and let us know uh, whether you like the show, whether you have some suggestions for us, or where to look for uh, sound bites that you might like to hear. I'm Nancy Shack. Oh, that's where I say I'm Ben Parker. Yes. This is NewsBite. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.